Did you know that you could get even longer interviews with some of the most successful creators? You can with How I Built It Pro. With How I Built It Pro, you get extended ad-free versions of every episode. We cover things like pricing memberships, how to make course creation even faster, building a creator business while also parenting, current events, and more. Plus, you'll get bonus episodes where I offer a behind-the-scenes look at what I'm working on, the revenue for my own creator business, experiments, and video demos of the tech I talk about on this show. You can join How I Built It Pro today for just 5 bucks a month or 50 bucks a year. Sign up over at howibuilt.it slash pro or use the link in your podcast app. Marley Major, the party goddess turned profit goddess, was running a business but not making money, despite her degree from Georgetown. But she managed to turn it around with this one weird trick. Okay, that sounds a little clickbaity, but it's true. See, Marley didn't have a system in place for her business. She, like many creators, wasn't spending her time wisely. So she decided to do something about it. She decided to learn how she was spending her time, organize the tasks and things she was working on, and figure out the crucial ones that actually made her money. And it all started with that one weird trick, time tracking. I'm a big fan of time tracking, and this conversation with Marley is fantastic. We kind of commiserate on mistakes we've made over the years that we don't want you, dear listener, to make. And so look for these top takeaways. That revenue goals are not profit goals. If you are spending more than you're making, you're going in the wrong direction. That most creators don't think they need to time track because they don't do client work. But even if you don't bill hourly, you need to know what tasks are making you money. And aside from understanding tasks, time tracking can hold you accountable. And we'll talk about some automated tools that can help you even if you don't want to put in a formal time tracking system. Though Marley recommends a piece of paper and a pencil. For all of the show notes, you can head over to howibuilt.it slash 301. Thanks so much to this week's sponsors, Ahrefs, Groundhog, and LearnDash. You'll hear about them later on in the episode. Oh, by the way, in How I Built It Pro, we talk about uh, what you need to do to sell your book, and we talk about the universal principle what is that? Definitely check it out. Again, all the show notes are over at howibuilt.it slash 301. But for now, let's get into the intro and then the interview. Hey, everybody, and welcome to How I Built It, the podcast where you get free coaching calls from successful creators. Each week, you get actionable advice on how you can build a better content business to increase revenue and establish yourself as an authority. I'm your host, Joe Casabona. Now let's get to it. All right. Welcome to episode 301. I'm here with uh, Marley Major. She is the CEO of The Party Goddess. And I'm really excited because I I read uh, your book, um, uh, But Are You Making Money? And it's something that really resonated with me as a business owner of like two decades. I started in high school. And I just always feel like it's a constant struggle, right? Uh, like, am I making money? Like, people think of like business as glamorous or whatever. Like, oh, you must be rich. Um, but 
anyway, let's bring in Marley first and then I can keep gushing. So Marley, how are you today? I'm great. And I'm so glad to be here talking about one of my absolute favorite topics. I have a hard won badge of honor when it comes to this, which I'm sure a lot of your listeners can relate to. Yeah, for sure, right? Because I, I I will never forget this. I was in um like an off campus apartment in college, and uh, my my roommate's friend was over, and she was asking me what I was doing, what I do, and um I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm self employed, and she's like, you own your own business, and then like started coming on to me. I'm like, believe me, it's not what you think. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not exactly. like Zuck. Right. And that I'm only like, makes just, the that only makes the allure more, right? Yeah, yeah, like, right. Oh, no. Yeah. Um and it's like it's a struggle sometimes. And and your book really resonated with me in a few ways. Um, but first I would love for you to kind of set the stage for us. Uh you tell a story in um in your book about I think you were out with your your was it your in-laws or your parents? No, it was my parents okay. and my second husband at that point. Okay. Where so basically to go back about 10 seconds, I had gotten my business degree from Georgetown. And so that's important, I think, for people to realize because so many times entrepreneurs were so hard on ourselves. And I'm coming to the table saying, I was the biggest hot mess you've ever seen. And I had a business degree from Georgetown. And that is not to tell you that uh, that's not Georgetown's fault, right? Like Mm -hmm. I learned all of it. But I still had trouble and I still had a disconnect. So it doesn't matter if you've gone to school for it. When it comes to your own business and applying what you've learned or what you know, there, there's a disconnect, I think, because emotion gets involved too, because you you somehow just don't see clearly. So I basically started in the restaurant business and from the right out of, right out of college and I married a chef and that's a whole other long story, but I once in the restaurant business got tons of publicity. My goal was to make a million dollars my first year, which I did. However, those of us who know when you don't set goals, we don't set revenue goals tied to profits, you have a big mm. problem. I kept trying to make sense of what I felt like was the chaos of of entrepreneurship. And so then what did I do? You know, when you're in the restaurant business and you have slow days or you have whatever as entrepreneurs, we try to like expand our business services, right? So it was like, oh, should we open for breakfast? Oh, so we started a catering company. Oh, we started doing events in our in our two different rooms. Okay, well, that's that's great, right? But what I didn't do was have enough of a handle on my numbers. And so years into having the restaurant and then, you know, realizing, oh my gosh, we're, we're, doing tons of sales and I'm great at this supposedly glamorous life on the front page of the newspaper, I'm dying inside because I can't figure this out. And I can't figure out why the more sales I do, the less money I seem to be making. And oh, by the way, the more I seem to be working. Finally, my I had this very bad skiing accident. So now I'm in rehab with my cast up to my leg in my brace. And my dad is like, really? just freaking call it. You're going to partner up. You're going to do better. And you don't have to be in the freaking restaurant. And I was like, okay, fine. So we partner up. That ends up being the best deal of our entire lives, Mm. however many years later. But at the time I was like, okay, I'm just going to do catering events and I'm going to be, do the whole event planning piece. Right. And so I was having dinner with my my parents and I'm going, oh my gosh, we just did the opening of the Hollywood Bowl and I've got this celebrity client and that. And my dad, I just remember he was just over it at that point and was like, 
but are you making any money? And I just remember that feeling where like the crocodile tears just mm-hmm. welled up into my eyes. And I just remember thinking, A, thank goodness this restaurant is fairly dimly lit. And B, <laughs> please do not start crying because I knew, and we all know, if you're an entrepreneur, you know, you, it, once, you once those tears start, you are never going to stop crying. And I was mm-hmm. just like, I cannot lose it in this restaurant. But I knew at that point, I couldn't answer his question, right? And when I couldn't answer that question squarely, I was like, I am done with this story. I am done with the excuses. I'm creative. I'm too busy. I have too much business. I don't have time. I was like, no more. And I set out at that point to solve my own problem, which is ultimately then why I ended up writing the book. But the book came out because I needed to solve my own problems. But when I went to look for like job clustering, I went to look for pricing and, and how a small business owner prices, not a ginormous corporation that's got all of these CFOs and everything, but how does a small business owner take their goods or even worse, harder, just their services and set a price and know how much money they're, they're making? And then I came up with my very simple, you know, jerry-rigged formula and it turned things around. But I've yet to meet an entrepreneur who hasn't been basically at some point in the same mess I've been in, if not still in the same mess. Yeah. And you touch on a few really important things there, right? Like you got a business degree from Georgetown, but um, we were talking in the pre-show, right? Like experience is the best teacher when it comes to business. Like you yep. you can't learn uh, the pain of of having to refund a multi-thousand dollar <laughs> client a year later, right? Um, yeah. And, and, and so I can uh, feel it now though. I can, I can relive, I can relive yeah, it. Now, once it, it's like, happened to you, that muscle memory goes back forever, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. I get like, uh, I still get like annoyed. Like, I'm like, I can't believe that they made me refund this. Um, but, yeah. and then, you know, and then I put a kill switch in my contract, like live and learn. Right. Like that's the important part. Right. Um, but you, you also touched on, like you said, something that a lot of entrepreneurs, especially like as we record this, like the, I feel like the creator economy is still pretty new. It's like yeah. people have kind of fallen into, oh yeah, my YouTube channel is monetized or yeah, right. this brand reached out to me and they want to they wanna do an influencer deal or whatever. Um, and so like people view that as extra money in their pocket. But if you're going to build a business, you need to know the basics of like a profit and loss, right? Like how much money are you spending and how much are you bringing in? Because I love what you said there. You can make a million but if you're spending 1.1 million, you don't have a business. You have debt. You have debt and yeah. you're basically operating like it's a hobby and right. we can get into all kinds of, of, of other pieces. But I, I feel like I should just spend the rest of my career focused on just getting teaching influencers how to make money because it, it by design, it's like influencers and, and creatives. And sometimes those two intersect. Mm -hmm. But the focus is on like the, the work, like the, the, the social media and the, and the staging and, and all that stuff, which is such an amazing skill unto itself. And just like the person who bakes the most amazing pies, like, you know, that fabulous book, the E-Myth Revisited talked about, Mm -hmm. 
but you're focused on your one thing. That's why you go into business. You don't go into business, right? To, to, so then you can have my insurance effectively and, right. you know, have email triggers and marketing campaigns. You go into it for that thing that you love so much. But if you don't stop and spend a regular amount of time, and I mean a regular amount of time, like every week, mm-hmm. um, focused on what are your numbers how much are you bringing in? And most importantly of this whole conversation, it's not even about money. It's about time. Yeah. Time is the only non-renewable resource on the planet. We can get into a conversation that meditation, you can expand time. Okay, but net, net, I can make more money tomorrow. I can never get my time back. And until yeah. we do that basic exercise that I talk about in the book, of getting your hourly rate. And by the way, we all have one. So I'm, I'm sure there, some of your listeners are going to be sitting here going, oh, well, I don't charge hourly. And that's what I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> you have to think of yourself as how much do you make hourly? Because if you are an influencer and you are getting, let's say you get all this great product. Okay, that's a whole other conversation. And then let's say you get paid a hundred bucks, you know, or we were talking in the pre-show about your ad sentiments, you get a hundred bucks. Yeah. And But if it took you three hours to create, start to finish, whatever, you know, TikTok video, whatever. And I mean, soaking wet. I mean, to put your makeup on to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, to set the lights. I don't mean just the taping. I don't mean just the editing. I mean, the editing, the packaging, the thumbnail photo to put it on YouTube or wherever you're going to put it. Script, outline, whatever. Script, outline, you know, sitting at Starbucks, thinking about, you know, doing the interview for how you're going to put it together, all that. If you don't take all that time together, and then, oh, by the way, if you drive to meet somebody or you're sending text messages, Mm -hmm. how to, to to add that into your formula, you're not making, so you think you're making a hundred bucks. You're like, oh, this only took me 10 minutes every time. It's like, no, first of all, it probably took the three hours, like I said, initially, but really it probably took like eight. Right. And the key activity is to figure out how much time and be honest and then divide it by your hourly rate. Because what you'll find out very quickly is you are your hourly rate. Like I found out in the book, I should have been working at McDonald's. I literally would have been making right. more money at McDonald's. and. You can't imagine how that's possible. But the the only way that I've gotten people like to 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 wake up and and really realize what I'm talking about is when you do an hourly rate. And I think it's because we have so much associated like we know lawyers make $400 an hour, or $700 an hour, and doctors get X amount for a surgery, right? So you have these numbers in your head about like what a successful person gets. And then you're like, "Oh, a maintenance worker gets this and a you know, minimum wage is this. Once you start getting, if you have your own business and you start getting anywhere near minimum wage, I'm going to tell you, you know what, go work for somebody else because the stress right. isn't worth it. Right. Because by the way, you're not even making minimum wage. That's just what you think you're making. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I love that because it's, it's. first of all, I feel like uh, t- like time is the only thing you can't get back is like the theme of this season already because I've already talked about it with like two other guests for this season. Um, but it's it's so true, right? It, 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 like you said, if I decide I'm like I'm not able to make ends meet this month, right. I could go out and I could find a client, a consultant, 
I right. can make a, uh, like in a pinch, even though I don't make websites for people anymore, you I can make a website for somebody. work for Uber. I've yeah, thought about right. that. What would I yeah. do if I had to go deliver for Uber Eats? Yeah, right. Um, and let me tell you, competition, not very good for Uber Eats in my area because it uh, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, yeah, yeah. I can make a killing if I did it well. And but, that's why I'm, I bring it up. But anyway. Yeah. But the, the point is you can't get your time back, right? And mm-hmm. the way I illustrate this with my, like I coach podcasters. And they're like, well, I edit myself. Uh, and I'm like, well, you should hire an editor. And they're like, why? Like, why? It costs so much money. I can't afford it when I can just do it. When I'm so, and that's, yeah, yeah that's when I just, I'm like, oh, goodness gracious, we got a yeah. lot to work on here. Right. So I, I tell them, I pay somebody to mow my lawn every week. Yep. And they're like, why would you do that? Uh, you can do it for free. And I'm like, it costs me $30. It takes them 10 minutes. I don't have that much land. I live near Philly. Like it's expensive mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, it takes them 10 minutes, but that's not, I'm not paying them for their time. I'm paying them so I never have to think about it. Because the last time I mowed my lawn, it had been three weeks and it rained a lot and I have a cheap lawnmower and it took me five hours. So and that, you broke the belt and you, yeah, you know, I had all to get these other oil. things. I had to, get, I had to weed whack. Right. And... I was like, uh, it just cost me $1,000 to mow the lawn because that was five billable hours down the drain. Yep. So now 30 bucks a week, I don't even think about it. Like, it's like, great. Well, and the the other, the add-on to that conversation, kind of like the pro tip becomes, so if it takes, if it's, you know, $30, then what you start thinking about is, okay, yes, paying that person so that you have that time to do it. But when you switch out that, that activity that's, you know, the $30 or, or, you know, cleaning something or whatever that you can hire somebody else for. And you substitute it for one of your higher level activities. Right. That's when the magic happens in that Delta of, I just paid this person 30, but guess what? They took them 10 minutes, whatever is going to take me an hour, probably two, you know, even if you did it regularly, probably take you two hours because you, you still don't know what you're doing, whatever. Right. Yeah. But then you substitute two hours to one of your highest level activities, right? So for me, it might be doing a podcast to talk about my book. For you, it might be, you know, coaching and you get X number right. of uh, uh, $200 an hour. Let's pretend. Yeah, Whatever. that's exactly right. That's exactly what I charge. Yeah. Okay, so the point yeah. is, is that you yeah. get $400, right? Versus 30. So now look, you just gave yourself a raise of $370, by yep. having somebody mow the lawn. And when we can get people to switch their pair, their, their make a paradigm shift to say, yes, that's really what it's about. You know, now maybe you might need, you, you might need time just to go, <clears throat> excuse me, to a movie and relax. But the point is, if you just purely switch one activity for a high level activity, the game totally changes. And now you have a profitable company. Right. I love I love the way you were like a, a you know a, a low activity for a high activity. Uh, Kay he talks about this right. He, there's like the ten dollar tasks and then there's like the thousand oh. dollar tasks right. Like yeah, um, ten dollar task might be like uh, checking your email and and a hundred dollar task might be like evaluating a task manager or whatever right. And yep. these are, and you want to do as many thousand dollar tasks as possible right. Um, where like thousand dollars is like whatever. It's, yeah. it's the highest amount you can do. And then when you start, when you start kind of getting the hang of it, because remember, none of this stuff is going to come naturally. It didn't come naturally for me. Yeah. 
for We're, years and years and years. Human beings have been trained to think money money out is worse than it, time out. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, the, the other piece about that is then when you start going to the really advanced level, where you not only say that, you know, the $30 or the $10 activity for the $1,000 activity, but then when you start talking about a $1,000 activity, that's actually going to pay dividends, mm-hmm. right? Because then you're talking about something like, wait a second, if I do hire this person, not only am I not going to have to do this, you know, component, but then they're actually going to be able to grow in the position and bring in more. And then, you know, then the extra money in the bank account, you know, if if you were paying yourself interest, blah, 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 you know what I mean? Then it starts compounding. Now you're using your money instead of paying a late fee or percentage on your credit cards. So you're, the whole game starts really, really shifting, but you have to step back and work on your business, not in it. And anybody I hear that's just like, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. And it's all doing whatever their activity is, you know, doing videos or podcasting, whatever, and not spending that time critically thinking and evaluating. There's no way you're making as much as you should be. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, I challenge people to say like, hey, skip your video this week. And instead, spend some time, right? This, I know it's hard to see it, but this is going to be a more valuable activity for you Yep. this week. Yep. Change, the, change the title on one of your YouTube videos and, and then increase views that way or whatever. And change yeah. the thumbnail, okay, 15 minutes. And I guarantee you, if one person notices, give them a prize and then do a whole social media campaign about that. Yeah, exactly. Which, spoiler alert, in a couple of episodes, I'm going to be talking to Jake Thomas about this very thing. So be sure to subscribe if you're not subscribed to this show. Absolutely. Um, Now, you need to think about how much you make hourly. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about time tracking because I think this is something that uh, even people in the, like freelancers probably don't like to do a lot. But like, if they are charging per hour, they need to know how much to bill their clients. Um, Creators aren't charging hourly, right? Like, you know, I got hired by a brand. They paid me an amount of money to make a few short form videos for them. Uh, I didn't say, oh, okay, I charge $200 an hour. I said, I charge this per video. And I know it's going to take me this amount of time to make a video. They don't care how long it's going to take. They just want the deliverable. Yeah. Um, So... Let so first of all, like what? How do how do you time track? How do you get in the habit of time tracking? So I, because I'm coming from the perspective of having coached so many people on this, that I've heard every excuse in the book. And you know, when you're in AA and you have a sponsor, and or you're in Cocaine Anonymous or whatever, mm-hmm. you have a sponsor who was a cocaine addict. So right. I, I'm like the equivalent of the rogue non, I mean, time tracking person. So it's like, you cannot con me into (laughs) saying there is any way possible that this does not make sense. So that being said, I say you track it however you're actually going to track it. Okay. Now we use for our company, we use something called T-sheets, right? And it integrates with QuickBooks and um, you can job code your time. There are, you could, you could also do it. There are a lot of different programs. You can do it on your phone. 
I am a total tech geek. I love technology, yet I actually write it down. And you can just have a, you can just write it on a piece of paper or you can have, you know, a spreadsheet, right? And you just literally fill it in. To me, for some reason, it's easier to just keep filling in the boxes, like to, to say like, okay, we started, you know, you and I started recording this, let's say at X o'clock, right? But mm. I actually was reading, rereading your show notes a couple of days ago, and I was downloading the program a couple of days ago. And then this morning I was doing, for some reason for me, it's easier just to be like, okay, 10.32 a.m. to this time doing this. And the, the magic in time tracking is not just in the results when you review it, let's say after a week. The magic is in, it's kind of like yoga. It is in the process of it because you start writing down Facebook 1110 and you realize mm-hmm. you did not come up from Facebook until 1220. Right. And then you have to start writing, okay, that was 65 minutes or whatever, 70 minutes. And you start going, you, and then if you can really be critical and say, that is 70, like, how did I spend that amount of time? Or when you write down, you know, 10 minutes texting a client about this or 20 minutes texting, you know, a client about that and you write the client name and then you realize this is my freaking lowest paying client. Like, and they grind me all the time and, and, and so I'm spending the most time with them making the most, and I'm the most agitated and I'm making the least. So it's, it's really about participating in the process and kind of just even learning as you go. And let me tell you, it's like being on a diet and writing it down. Like you think, Oh, I'm good. I barely ate today. And so you start writing it down. You're like, Oh, 12 M&Ms. Whoops. I had an extra cappuccino was not that milk, but that still has, I mean, then you start going, no wonder I'm freaking like not fitting into my jeans. Right. Yeah, that I mean, like that's like I didn't sleep that well last night. I don't know why. Oh, maybe it's because I had an espresso at eight o'clock at night. Like, imagine, yeah, right, same. Yep, yeah. And so that's that. It's it's so, um, it's like a little bit demoralizing, but like it forces you to change, right? So I, I, absolutely, I'll tell you what. I there's like there's a game on my phone. It's called Marvel Snap. It's like a turn based card game. It's like Magic the Gathering, but easier because I'm bad at that game. Mm-hmm. Um. And the first day I downloaded it, what well, it was a Saturday, which means I got my uh, screen time report from my iPhone on Sunday. I spent six hours in that game the first day I downloaded it. And I was like, well, now I'm putting a screen time limit yeah. of an hour on that game. So now at least if I, if I blow an hour on it on a weekday, my phone shames me and it goes, hey, like, hey. Really? But, do you want to do this? Yeah. Do you yeah. really want to play this more? Yeah. Yeah. So this is the, this is the yeah. time when like podcasts all should have videos. Cause just even as you're saying that, I, I didn't, <laughs> I just caught myself like holding my eyes in my, cause it, I knew where it was going to go and yeah. we've all done it. And like, I, and like, yeah. don't get me wrong. There's, if you've got, if you've got, if you just want to, if, if today is your day and you want to do whatever you want to do. Knock yourself out, but yeah. know that you are yeah. like, oh, I'm checking out. And guess what? Yeah. The six yeah. hours, that wasn't even enough. Right. It's a miracle yeah. I didn't exactly. take nine. Yeah. You know? But you know, what I was doing was playing it passively at the dinner table 
or mm-hmm. playing it while keeping a one eye on my baby to make sure she's like not eating Christmas ornaments mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, it's it's knowing how and when you're spending your time is is really illuminating. And um, you're right. I'm like bad in the habit of uh, I'm I'm not in a good habit of setting timers, but. Mm-hmm. Screen time really helps me because it tells yeah. me what apps I'm in. And then there's a, mm-hmm. well, Mac also has the screen time, but uh, there's an app called Timing that just mm-hmm. kind of tells you what websites, how much time. And uh, the first time I saw like, uh, I spent how many hours on Twitter? Like, tw- I don't even like Twitter. I mean, Twitter could <laughs> exactly. be dead by the time this episode comes out. But, right. you know, right. <laughs> I don't even like this social media platform right. and I'm spending so much time on it. Well, and it's when you write things down and you see them in black and white, then A, you have an opportunity when you're writing them down to be like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that. B, you have an opportunity when you review it, like your totals for the week. But C, you have a real opportunity when you you start critically thinking and saying, now I actually want to make a change. And what would be the easiest things to change, right? Because it's kind of like any negotiation, basically, in this time, you're negotiating with yourself, right? So in any negotiation, there's some throwaway steps. So if you said, like the Twitter thing, you're like, okay, spent an hour and a half this week or two hours this week on Twitter. You're like, I don't even like Twitter. Yeah, fine. Done. I'll give you that. Two hours. Yeah. Yeah. That is a very easy substitute that you're not even going to notice. And you might find that you're going to be so satisfied doing whatever it is you're going to be doing for two hours and not annoyed with Twitter that the whole game might change. So there are really kind of those three levels of benefits from tracking your time, but it, it absolutely is mindfulness. And it is, I am all, I mean, I have binge watched, you know, Breaking Bad. I have, I mean, to the point where it's like, oh my goodness gracious, but I have needed that. Like, it right. is like, dude, if it was either going to be Breaking Bad or I was going to be badly broken, like <laughs> very quickly. Okay. Because there, it was, things were not going in the right direction. You know, yeah. so our minds do need to unwind, but you need to know that, that you log six hours. This episode is brought to you by Ahrefs, an all-in-one SEO tool set that gives you what you need to rank your website in Google and get tons of search traffic. And now you can use their webmaster tools for free. Ahrefs has been instrumental as I try to get more traffic for podcast liftoff. Their webmaster tools are made for small website owners. Connect your website through Google Search Console and get your site audits, backlinks, and keywords data. If you create content, this is a must-have. Gain a following and increase traffic to your site for free. Sign up at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. This episode is brought to you by Groundhog. Groundhog is an open source CRM and marketing automation suite for serious agencies, small businesses, content creators, e-commerce experts, and WordPress professionals. Groundhog allows you to create funnels, automate email, and SMS communications, and manage your contacts from the comfort of your WordPress dashboard. Unlike other SaaS CRM platforms, Groundhog does not charge you a success tax. Groundhog charges a flat rate fee, regardless of the size of your list. Groundhog will never charge you more as your list grows. 
It also integrates with all of the top WordPress, e-commerce, LMS, and membership plugins to create a unified customer experience. Start now with a 14-day demo for $1. Go to howibuilt.it slash groundhog. That's howibuilt.it slash G-R-O-U-N-D-H-O-G-G. Or use the code HOWIBUILTIT for 20% off your first year of any plan. Thanks so much to Groundhog for sponsoring this episode of How I Built It. This episode is brought to you by LearnDash. Look, I've been making courses for a long time. I've taught at the college level and I've created curriculums for several different organizations, including Udemy, Sessions College, and LinkedIn Learning. When I create my own courses, there's no better option than LearnDash. LearnDash combines cutting-edge e-learning tools with WordPress. They're trusted to power learning programs for major universities, small to mid-sized companies, startups, and creators worldwide. What makes LearnDash so great is it was created by and is run by people who deeply understand online learning and adds features that are truly helpful for independent course creators. I love the user experience. And now you can import Vimeo and YouTube playlists and have a course created automatically in seconds. I trust LearnDash to run my courses and membership, and you should too. Learn more at howibuilt.it slash LearnDash. You know, as this episode comes out, you know, uh, Jedi Survivor is coming out for Xbox and I know I'm going to spend a lot of time on my, I know my wife knows like we're just, we're going to have that time on the calendar, but um, I love it. But that, isn't that amazing? Cause guess what? You're going to have the time on the calendar, but because you're planning and and then there's the whole thing of for every minute you plan, you save four minutes, right? Yeah. So just you having that on the calendar, even if you plan for six hours, you just, according to that formula, save 24. So there you go. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, For every minute you plan, you save four minutes. And this is like... Yeah. Because... And what that really gets at the root of, and and this is why I like talking about time tracking, right? Because you need to know how you're spending your time and then you can think about how you should be spending your time. So I'm going to show... This is another reason maybe why we should have video. But, um, you know, this is my little like to-do list card for the day. Uh, I use the analog system by Monk and... I like it because there's a little slot and it sits upright and I have to look at it while I'm at my desk. Um, yep. and, and I write this card out the night before so that when I get to my desk, Huge. I, uh, I, I'm not like, Oh, what am I going to, what am I even going to do today? Right. Well, yeah. the other, the other thing on that too, cause I have, um, like they can't see it, but I have like every, I do everything on oh, yeah. blank index. Card. Yeah. Um, and one of the, the amazing things is, when you, when you do what you did, which is, you know, you have your to do on the card. And then I have two extra things that if I really need to kick it in gear, I put an A, B, or C, which is the, you know, like the priority level, because sometimes if, if you plan to do these things and you haven't quote wide open day, and then, you know, something comes up, I want to at least know I'm focusing, not just going top to bottom on the list. Cause I think there's something mm. in our brains that just wants to go top to bottom. Yeah. I want to know, I better do the freaking A's, right? Yeah. And the A's aren't necessarily going to come out at the top because when I'm brainstorming the list, I might not think of it. Right. So I do the ABC thing as far as the prioritization. But the other thing I do is I do a zero, like a, literally a zero, 
or I do a $1 sign, a $2 sign, and a $3 sign. And what that does is reminds me this $3 sign, you know, spend 10 minutes, ding bat, finishing this contract to send off to the client and you're going to get a deposit for $30,000 or whatever it is. So guess what? If I see that and I know all of a sudden, oh, and I see something that's like a $3 sign and an A, well, it's very simple to start to start organizing your time, especially for newbies doing this. I mean, sometimes we need the paint by numbers and sometimes right. it's just nice not to think. But when you start looking at all this stuff where it's like, you know, male whatever back or versus something that's going to be like, you know, return coaching client email. And you know, that's going to give you a $3 sign. The other thing is going to give you a zero. Right. Oh my, you're, it, it just, you just start training your brain to recognize important things. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, for sure. I, I love that. Right. Cause I've always, I'm always inclined to like, you know, there's 10 things on my list. Um, and I'm inclined to do the ones that are going to make me fill in the most bubbles. Um, and like one is like pick up my kids. Like there's no way I'm not going to do that. That's just like an easy check mark, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like clear inbox or like write social media posts. Like I don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Like there's also like send content ideas to this brand so that we can mm-hmm. get proposals together. Well, um, so that yeah. would be yeah. a huge... That's a, that's a $3 like, sign. Right? Yeah. yeah. Big time. Yeah. And and by the way, it doesn't mean that necessarily you'll do it today, but as you say, you're sitting there looking at it every day. So after a couple of days, you're like, dude, you know, and oh, by the way, yeah. the mortgage is due or the rent is due. And oh, right. you know what? Let's just freaking knock this out. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's the other, uh, I have another card here. It's called my five critical actions for the week. These wow. are the things that need to be done, like mm-hmm. no matter what. And those are the things I, I look at every day. So, um, and but all of this because I time track and I know I, I again I've been I've been freelancing I've been self employed since high school yeah so I had to learn and then <laughs> you know and now I have three kids and a mortgage like I yep. I need to know how to spend my time wisely and so yep. um as we as we kind of come to the end of of this uh, I think you probably already told us but let's let's say. Uh, creators are listening and they're like, geez, I don't know how much time I'm spending on TikTok videos. Um, What do you recommend to their like first? Very simple. Yeah. Just take a blank piece of paper and because, I mean, as I say, even if I say download an app, it's going to be like, oh, and then you got to set up the account. There's too many ways to get out of this. Right. Yeah. So take a piece of paper and write the today's date and then you just write whatever time you're starting. You're like, okay, 9.40 a.m you know, to, and then you're like, you know, you're just doing your video. You don't have to get so granular where you're like, now I'm changing the lighting. Now I'm whatever. Just be right. like, cause the idea is also to learn that next advance part two is to learn how long something takes you. So then you can price yourself better in the future. And then you can start, start charging what you're worth and saying no and not get lowballed and feel guilty because you're going to start these timers with your TikTok video. And then you're going to start realizing, wow, it takes about three hours total by the time this is all said and done or two or whatever. And then you can say, so for me to be an influencer or for me to get merchandise or for me to get, it needs to be X amount in cash or let's say 10 times that in the value of merchandise. 
whatever your your formula is going to be. Right. But that's what I would say is just start writing it down and just put the activity. And then when you switch to Facebook or Twitter or, and by the way, even if you switch to doing five seconds, two minutes of a text, stop and just train yourself text message for that client. Then go back. And just so that you can just see it, because the other thing you're going to also realize is all this switching back and forth is what makes us very inefficient. And right. it takes our brains have to restart. So there's all other productivity lesson just in that. Yeah, context switching is it's huge and killer. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Um I uh I've started doing this, right? Because I read um Carrie Newhoff's book um mm-hmm. about like finding your green zone. Mm-hmm. And so I actually have a focus mode on my phone called Green Zone, mm-hmm. where the only thing that the, the only notifications that break through are my wife, my mom, and my kids' schools. Yeah. Uh, like th- those are the only four entities. Yeah. Uh, you know, because if something's wrong, invariably my mom is going to be the person to tell me anyway. Right. Uh, or if my kid's sick, right? And so everything else can wait. I'm not going to be in a green zone all day. Right. And Nor so, could you. You couldn't right. sustain yeah, it. You can't. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so what I like about like, at least writing the start time down, right? Because I've done this too, like where mm-hmm. I've started a timer and timery or a toggle or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'll do a task and then five hours will go by and I'm still, I'm like, wow, it's taking me five hours to do that task. But what I did was oh, I went to Facebook or I went to Twitter or I played. And it, by the way, app. if that happens, you don't have to start all over again. Just stop the timer then because you can even do a timer on your phone is really easy to stopwatch. Right. And just put, okay, yeah, you were still doing that task for five hours, but then just try to guesstimate. Okay, I was on Facebook for about this and this, and then just start chunking it down and then just try to get back to being better. The other thing is like the Pomodoro method's all about the, you know, 50 minutes and then you take a 10 minute break or something. So the other thing you can do too is you can set your stopwatch when you start, but always then set an alarm for let's say 50 minutes, which is when we should get up and walk around and clear our heads anyway. And that's a good reminder to be like, what did I just do in that 50 minutes? Yeah, absolutely. And and right, like if like at least starting the timer makes you face the fact that you have wasted some time on Facebook anyway, right? Exactly. Like that's so uh, I love that. Um uh Marley, this has been really fantastic. Uh stick around for the pro show if you want to hear more conversation with um with Marley Major, you can sign up for five bucks a month, which is less than uh, the coffee that I bought at the coffee shop this morning. So um, you can do that over at How I Built It slash Pro. But Marley, if people want to learn more about you, where can they find you? The well uh, on social media, of course. The and the our website is theprofitgoddess.com. And then for any of your listeners who want to get kind of a free taste of what I'm talking about, it's sort of like a little video. Uh, free video series about kind of the the principles in the book, you can go to mini.theprofitgoddess.com. And that's two Ds and two Ss. And then of course you can buy the book on Amazon, which I would love. Yes. That'd be amazing. Also, um, I don't know if this helps you or hurt you. Maybe this can, we could talk about this in pro, but I think it's part of Kindle Unlimited, which is how I read it. I oh, think. Yeah. Okay. Done. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I've, I think you get to choose if it's on Unlimited or not. So. Fabulous. Um, or maybe it's not. Maybe I actually I'll have to check. We'll we'll check this in uh in in pro. Um but I'll I'll include all of that in the show notes as well. So theprofitgoddess.com and mini.theprofitgoddess.com. Yeah. Um 
and if you want to get links to everything we talked about, because we mentioned apps and resources and lots of other fun things, you can head over to howibuilt.it slash 301. Marley, thanks so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It was great. Uh, my pleasure. And thank you so much for listening. Thanks to our sponsors for this week, Ahrefs, Groundhog, and LearnDash. You can find them at the aforementioned howibuilt.it slash 301. And until next time, get out there and build something.